Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal, some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have Morgan Harville with us today. She is an actress and musician with a social media presence totaling 1 million over multiple platforms. She's had appearances in Tosh.0, All American, Saved by the Bell, and has a Netflix film coming out in July of 22 this year. She is currently focusing on expanding in the music industry and behind the camera and film with many more projects on the way. And we're excited to have her on. So welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. <laughs> Great to finally meet you and everything. Same, oh, same here. here. You yeah. know, I always like to start the show out the same way. Um, last 18, 20 months or so, it's been rough for a lot of people. Oh, yes. It and I always yeah. want to talk about that first because it's mm -hmm. different for everybody. And yeah. I think it's great for people to see the different perspectives. So how has COVID affected what you do and what have you done to maneuver through this? You know, it's actually, um, I was among some of the more fortunate, I think, during um, the time of COVID. Um, my, my parents actually did lose their jobs because they work in person. My dad works at Stable Center and stuff like that. Um, so it was nice that for me, I obviously, I work in social media. So I think since so many people were at home on their phones, online, um, I actually was doing really well, much better than I actually do normally. Um, just because brands know, know that people are online and much more active right now or at that time. Um, as, in terms of acting and music, obviously not being able to live perform, um, sets having a lot of regulations and things like that, that was a lot more difficult. But in terms of like being an influencer and stuff like that, it was actually not too bad. You know, that's like for us, you know, we launched this show January of 2020. Mm -hmm. So a couple months before COVID oh, and our okay. original plan was maybe a hundred interviews first year. We thought if we could do that, be a great foundation first year and then uh -huh. COVID happens. And as I'm watching everything get shut down, I told Sandy, you know, we can't change this, but you no. know what? But we can ride in this because this could be our silver lining because people are going to be home there. You know, oh, yeah. people are guests like you are now going to be more free. So we're going to reach out to anybody and everybody. And, we, and because of that, we're over 500 interviews. Wow, that's amazing. So you guys did do well during the time, too. It's it's pretty weird how, you know, sometimes people had like some people had a really rough time and then some people <laughs> actually did their best during that time. It's. Yeah. really wild to see how, how different it affected each person. Yeah. That's like last year. I remember when the Delta really went through, through the summer, there's like 40 people that I was connected to all passed away from it. Oh, and it wow. was just amazing to see. And, and, and you can, and you can watch things and cause you can see where all of a sudden when you're, when you got, you know, a bunch of friends on Facebook and all of a sudden every day people are talking, I've got the virus, I got the virus or so-and-so's got the virus. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden three, four weeks later, so-and-so passed, so-and-so's passed. And it was like, man, it was so much devastating. Yeah, so which I, I think, yeah, I think all of us experienced that in some way and it's, it's awful. You know, it's, it's yeah. terrible and it makes it so real too mm -hmm. i think that that was the thing that made it so real for me um losing some family friends was really yeah. Yeah. wow this is actually a real thing going on you know when you hear it online and you read it in the media and stuff it seems so surreal and then when it happens to you you're like oh my gosh yeah 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 and, you know, about the newest variant, I guess the, if there's any silver lining in that, the death rate is nowhere near that. So 
you I'm know, even sure. though it's more contagious, it's less deadly. Yeah, I think I had it during Christmas. I actually wasn't able to get my hands on a test. Um, uh -huh. Yeah. My parents' house, I started feeling um, like I had a flu or something. Oh, and wow. yeah. I wonder if it was just a flu or that, because I just genuinely couldn't get my hands on a test during that time. Right. I think mm -hmm. people were, you know, booking up appointments so they could travel home and stuff like that. So I couldn't get one for like two weeks. So I didn't even know if I had it or not. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people would ask, you know, when did you know you wanted to be in the entertainment industry? And I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click that the entertainment industry could actually be a full career for you? Well, those are definitely two different times. I think the, I realized always that I was going to be on the more creative side of things. Um, especially I was a very big nerd in high school. Um, I actually graduated with a 4.8 GPA. Um, uh, my family is very big on college and, you know, making sure, um, you get amazing grades and they're very strict on that, which I appreciated because it made me a harder worker. Um, overall, but I always knew that I didn't want to go to college. I just, I, I kind of figured I wasted so much of my time with my face in a book in high school. <laughs> like, I really want to see if I'm able to thrive outside of college and I'll go back if I nice. feel like I need to. Um, and you know, luckily for me, my parents let me do that. So, um, I actually, you know, I think for the first couple months, it was kind of rough. Um, it happened really quickly though. So my, I, I went to Marina Del Rey. I moved to Marina Del Rey right out of high school. I worked as a server. I had to, um, I worked the graveyard shift and the daytime shift. Um, so it was, that was not the funnest part. Um, and I still took a couple classes at the community college and then, um, eventually all of a sudden it was a lot of my friends have asked me how my Instagram happened to be a thing. Truthfully, I have no idea. It happened very suddenly. <laughs> um, it actually overnight, I think I gained like a ten thousand from just a photo I had posted, and mm -hmm. I, I was really confused because I thought someone from my high school was playing a prank on me and bought me followers, and I was mortified because <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, everyone's gonna think I'm trying to be cool. Everyone's gonna <laughs> think that I'm trying to be someone I'm not." Um, and I just realized that I posted a photo in a swimsuit, um, on the beach, like my family. And I guess the swimsuit company liked the photo I had taken and they reposted it. Oh, wow. and, okay. and since then it's been a very slow, gradual <laughs> thing, but yeah, that's how I knew I was going to be able to build a career off of it for sure. And, you know, speaking of, so I'm glad you kind of went there. Cause I always want to talk, you know, a lot of people, they see the glory in what you do and the glory of what the big actors and artists and all that do, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, yeah. the struggles it takes to get there. And I always want to talk about that side of it. Cause I think sometimes people are misguided. They think that it's just life of luxury. We both know it's not. Totally. So tell us a little bit about the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through to get to where you are today. I think, you know, I think my struggles have been more in the acting and music industry. I think mm -hmm. I have a struggle, I think, with a lot of people taking me seriously. Mm -hmm. um, I obviously, not just being like a woman, which is already something that's difficult in any industry sometimes to get men mm -hmm. taken seriously. But um, I think it happened to be, I, I've realized that a lot of guys in LA are not the best. And <laughs> I had to go through a lot of struggles going meeting managers that didn't have good intentions, 
um, people who told me that I was not going to be anything other than a model, um, people that told me I was too similar to other people. That was really rough on me because like when wow. you're 18 years old and you're trying to figure out who you are and people are telling you you're really not that special is a really, I mean, it's good to know that there are so many people out there and that it's going to be a tough process, but also people trying to take advantage of you and your innocence and your naive mindset. Mm -hmm. it, it took a toll on me really early and it made me not want to, you know, even be in modeling anymore. Like I, I remember... Wow walking into my agencies and they'd say, you know, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight. But every time I'd lose weight, it would still not be enough. Oh, um, wow. Mm -hmm. I, I know so many models have talked about that. That was really damaging to my mental health. So I immediately left because I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna, I'm too young to be hearing yeah. that. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, over time, I think once you start making success for yourself, and that's when I started realizing I was being taken seriously was when I was making my own success, you know, doing, I, I worked on a web series that I created with my friend. Um, wow. It ended up getting tons and tons of views over COVID, which is crazy um, because we <laughs> expected no one to see it. I mean, we expected some people to see it, but <clears throat> definitely not at the extent that we had started getting. So once you start making that success for yourself, people start going, Hey, Oh, she, she actually knows what she's doing. And that's, <laughs> when, you know, I, Finally, I was able to get the attention of people in the industry that took me seriously, which is nice. So tell us about some of the roles you've played in acting and how all that got started. So I would say like the first roles I kind of did was Tosh.0. I did like a Mormon. I played his Mormon <laughs> sister wife. It was really funny. <laughs> the fun skits. Um, I'm very into comedy and stuff like that. So that was a really fun thing for me. Um, I, I did Saved by the Bell. Um, I had like a really quick cameo in that. I, uh, I was some guy's Swedish girlfriend. I'm pretty <laughs> but I remember. Um, but I was like coming out of a cake and telling him happy birthday. It was, it was a really funny role. Um, and in All American, I played like a team manager thing. Um, it got cut out, which was so sad. I was so disappointed. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. But you know, I, it happens and I'm right. Angry, I guess, but, um, yeah. Oh, your sound is out. But most of my roles have been in comedy. So I'm actually really trying to get more into like a drama side of things. Um, but the, the movie, um, I'm not allowed to talk about it too much, but the one coming yeah. out um, on Netflix in 2022, uh, also with just a comedy role, I play like a, a girlfriend or <laughs> girlfriend or whatever. So it's, uh, it's been fun. I've been very much in like the comedy scene, but I'm definitely looking forward to booking work dramatic theatrical roles has that me. been hard you know since you've seems like you've played comedy every time and a lot of the times the girlfriend has it been hard to come out of that box i mean it's honestly you know what it is is a lot of i think you know the blonde girl was always the main girl lead girl for like the 90s and 2000s mm -hmm. right the mm -hmm. big prominent thing um, and obviously now we're trying to be more diverse and switch up the role. And yeah. So my my hair color actually has not helped me at all. It's <laughs> a lot less success. 
<laughs> but you're born in the wrong decade. Uh. <laughs> so, I mean, I think the it's here to cast me in a comedic role where it makes fun of the stigma of mm -hmm. blonde, I think, nowadays. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a bit of a tough thing going into taking, you know, it sounds so stupid, but taking like a blonde girl like as a serious character nowadays, it's hard. <laughs> you know, you're fighting against a lot of deeply talented, um, like ethnic women and things like that, who, you know, people are really looking to see get represented now. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a tough competition out there for sure. So tell us a little bit about your current music that you got going on. So I actually, um, I've been working in music for a while. I actually started out having an affinity for songwriting and I eventually was like, you know, I really want to get into, um, you know, doing uh, EDM and house music because I'm such such a fan of festivals. I'm also Dutch, so we love, we absolutely love um, yeah. festival music down there. Um, we love our dance music. So I met um, a really good friend of mine, Stash Koenig. He's a super talented DJ. Um, and him and I have been working as like a little duo team mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. about 2019-ish. COVID obviously has made it a little difficult because we can't <laughs> yeah. tour or do anything like that. But, um, you know, we're hoping that clears up soon. And I am now going to be working on my individual project. So I've just been in the studio recently um, doing a lot of, you know, recording for that because I've been doing a lot of songs just with him as like a collaborative thing. Yeah. yeah. But now it's going to be just me and then him as like the producer of those songs. And those songs are going to be less... EDM and I think more of my individual style, which, you know, I'd say is inspired by like ABBA, Dua Lipa, you know, the, kind of that futuristic 80s. Oh, yeah. I, so that's kind of my, mm -hmm. uh, that's my individual style, I would say, but that's what I've been working on. Wow, oh, I love, love that. that. Yeah. So um, as you know, a lot of people, they see you, but they don't see teams behind the you know, our guests and in our opinion teams never get the love they deserve they don't and i don't yeah. care if we, i don't care if you got a team of one or a team of 300 <laughs> like justin Bieber says he has teams matter they and do so take a few moments to tell us about the team that helped this helped you be who you are well it's funny because i actually i've been um pretty much alone management wise mm -hmm. i started um, I, I think mainly because I've been, I, I met with a lot of managers and obviously they didn't have the pierce of intention. So I was like, you know what, I'll do this by myself. But I do have an amazing acting agency. They're called International Idols Agency. They're wonderful. I've known them for five years now. Oh, wow. mm -hmm. They've helped me so much with like submitting me for auditions and things like that, especially when I didn't have an Instagram or didn't have, you know, roles to back me up. Um, also, you know, obviously Eric, who's real name, he's helped me so much in the music industry and understanding the business of it all and what streaming means and, you know, how to get your songs on the radio and how to get people to listen to you. And it's, mm -hmm. um, so those I'd say are the two people and obviously my parents, my, my parents aren't very involved. They, they like to stay out of <laughs> business stuff, but They've helped me a lot. Um, my good friend, Ali Afshar, who is um, a producer I'm really good friends with, <coughs> who put me in his Netflix film. 
Um, so those are all the people that I would say have really influenced me and have motivated me in the industry. It's really nice to have friends in the business. For now, as your career started to take off, what did your parents think then? You know, it was funny. They, I think the weirdest thing for them was my Instagram. Um, mm. Like I back in the day when I was modeling a little bit more, I would say my Instagram was a little less PG. My Instagram's pretty like family friendly now because I do a lot of acting and things like yeah. that. And, um, I have to be a little bit more PG. But back in the day, you know, I'd be posting these like modeling bikini photos and things like that, and my dad would be like, "I don't want to follow you on here anymore." I don't. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, so my family thought it was really strange that I was gaining followers so quickly. Um, obviously, their friends would ask them about, "Oh, I saw more." <laughs> No, and it's so weird. I thought it was so weird too for a while, and all of my friends were like, "Morgan, what is happening? Like, why are you?" I'm like, "I don't know. I don't know why I'm getting so many followers right now. I have no <laughs> idea." So it was a really weird thing. I think that was the that was the weird part, you know, when I was going from 2,000 followers to like 100k in I think three or four months. Like wow. my first 100k was really quick. It, which is really weird. It's so crazy how it all happened. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our 10-year-old. Christopher. So Sandy's going to get him real quick. And, and we've got an almost three-year-old daughter that uh, when she Aww. gets older, she'll be plugged into the show too. Her name's Caitlin. So oh, one day okay. she'll be in our show once she gets where she can talk good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they would love that. <laughs> and this is, in fact, it's a lot of times this is the probably um, some of the guests' favorite part because with little Chris, uh, you know, because so many times, you know, we will watch them do lives after our show and stuff. And if they talk about our show, they almost always mention little Chris. And we're like, <laughs> okay, he's our secret weapon. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. I'm glad they appreciate your podcast. And and he's wanting to um, eventually do his own podcast. So we told him maybe next summer we'll start to help him. He wants to do something like called 10 Minutes with Chris, where he interviews celebrities. That's great. I wish my parents had a podcast. That would be really awesome. I would have loved <laughs> that when I was a kid. Yeah, because yeah, he's gotten that. to... Yeah, because he watches a lot of the Nickelodeon and Disney shows and all that now. And so we've been able to bring a lot of people from his shows onto our show. I'm like, I wish I could have had that when I was young. Yeah, no kidding. I would have loved that. If I, my dad's such a personality, so he could have definitely handled a podcast. Uh, but I, <laughs> my mom is as comfortable on uh on a microphone or a camera as he would be. So well, well, what's funny about that is when we first launched this show in January, 2020, Sa Sandy's like, okay, I'll do the show with you. And it was, we were audio when we launched. She uh -huh. said, I'll do the show, but don't ever ask me to go video. <laughs> and then last October, she comes to me and says, do you think that video would take our show to the next level? I was like, I've been waiting for you to say that we're going video. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, but but she had to grow into that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Hi. Hi, Morgan. So what's it for food? It is sushi. And I will die on that hill. I will only ever say sushi. Because <laughs> <laughs> what's yours? Mine is, mine is pizza. Pizza? I'm pretty sure mine was too when I was your age. <laughs> okay, so what's it for a TV show? TV show. Um, I guilty it is definitely Vampire Diaries. It's such a like guilty TV show that I watch. <laughs> it's like my guilty pleasure show. 
you know, it can be very cheesy, but I love it. You know what? Our, mine and Sandy's guilty pleasure is C.S. the Key. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think we've all got that one show that we're not proud to admit. <laughs> okay, because it's like that show and The Hill, you know, of course, it's kind of a runoff of like The Hills and all that. Because we, we've watched probably every Laguna Beach, every Hills. And then when C.S. the Key came, Sandy, Sandy was like, oh, this is just like that. So we... <laughs> Uh, that makes sense. I mean, honestly, I I think I would say a close second is Game of Thrones, which oh, is wow. a much cooler thing for me to say. So I'll say that. <laughs> I asked. What's yours? Mine. Mine is Thrones. <laughs> mine is SpongeBob. <laughs> SpongeBob. Yeah. Well, that's one of my dad's. So he, he think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie. Um, I would have to say Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That would have been my favorite comedy role if I could have played, uh, if I could have played her role in that, that would have been awesome. You know, that was always one of my questions, which you kind of answered, I think. One of my questions later on was, was always, what's a movie or show that you wish you had a role in? So you just answered it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that would have been definitely one of them. I think Game of Thrones, though, too, because of all the cool effects and Things like that. I would have loved to be in that show. Yeah. What's yours? Mine is the Minions movie. <laughs> All classic answers from you. We love it. Yeah. Hey, love yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks. Good to meet you. Yeah, he's having a hard time. He's like got a little bit of a cold, so he's like trying to breathe out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got it. I had it during uh, Christmas time, so I know the feeling. <clears throat> so if you could co-star with any actor or actress who would it be and what role would you want to play oh my gosh timothy chalamet easily oh, wow. he is just such i'm so impressed by his abilities to act in such different roles he's just so talented um and just because i think he's adorable i think i would love it to be a wrong <laughs> yes <laughs> i would love to is his uh, mysterious love interest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. That, what are some sources of inspiration for you? Um, musically, definitely Abash. They're my favorite band. I mean, my, my parents played them in the car all the time growing up. So oh. I am a huge diehard fan of theirs. They have a concert actually on the 26th of February that I'm dying to get to. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I would say, you know, acting wise, I would definitely say Meryl Streep. She oh, is that's a great one. I mean, I love her story too because she she spoke a lot about how men in the industry didn't take her seriously and told her that mm -hmm. she wasn't good enough and um, that yeah. she would be viewed as like a bigger actress because she wasn't, you know, textbook beautiful, which I thought was actually really interesting. Um, yeah. But. Mm -hmm. She really persevered and she's amazing now and she's won so many awards and oh, so yeah. a lot of um like when i really want to analyze an actress I, I i analyze her actions a lot because she's great as like a passive actress too where when another person's talking you can read that she's like how she's listening yeah. to them. i really love that in an actor i think that's a really important part of um being a comprehensive you know yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And what would you like for your legacy to be in the entertainment industry? What would you like to be known and remembered for? 
You know, I would really love to start playing. Um, I would love to get notoriety not only because of the roles I'm playing, I think mostly because I really want to start doing a lot of charity work, um, you know, for women who don't have like a huge voice in the industry. I'm, I would love to start like a foundation um, for, you know, young girls to get their voices out there, to be taken more seriously, even mm -hmm. as I think. You know, when um, a lot of like young men that are 15 years old, they're, they're like, he's a young man, but he knows what he's doing, you know? And then, you mm -hmm. know, girls go in and they're auditioning and stuff. And they're like, oh, she's she's young. She doesn't understand. And okay. I, I said that a lot when I was younger. And that really, I feel like if someone were to turn to me when I was like a young girl and say like, you have just as much smarts in you as the next person. And, you know, you can get that role just as much as that guy can get that role. That would have helped me so much, I think, with my yeah. confidence. Um, so I think I would love to do something like that for young actresses, young musicians, young women all over the world. I would absolutely love to do something like that. So that would be a big thing for me. Now, have you found, you know, talking about the uplifting part of things, have you found that the teardown of you is more on the women's side or the men's side? Because a lot, a lot, we've seen, learned that a lot of women say the women can be the worst. I think it's, it's definitely come from both. Um, I think it's also interesting um, because I think when men say it to women, it comes from a different place. I think when women, yeah, yeah. a little girl or like me, even people like when I'm at my age now, there's a lot of agents that are women that say, like, for instance, if a, somebody recommends me, they go, oh, she's just a blonde girl. Like she doesn't, you know, we, there's, oh, wow. and I'm sitting there like, but I'm, I'm different. If you would just get yeah. to know me. And I know that it's not realistic for every manager, every act agency um, representative to, you know, want to sit down and have a meeting with you. But at the same time, I feel like I've been dogged really early um, on in a lot of meetings because they assume my personality over my Instagram or they assume my personality because of my hair color, which is insane. It's oh, weird because yeah. honestly, as a blonde, you do get a lot of people immediately assuming that you're a certain type of person. It's really crazy to me yeah. but um you know it's okay it, it's i think uh if anything it's it's taught me to i think be a little bit more diverse in the way i um go about things especially like my characters i try so hard to be um to not think about how i'm looking on the screen which is very important i think when you're when you think of how you look on a camera it can really hinder your acting performance if you're trying to be pretty so um, I think that's something um, I've been really focusing on too, is like making sure my characters are deep and thought out and not just, you know, oh, I'm a pretty girl and this is my role of being a pretty girl, you know? I love playing girls that have a little bit more depth to them and yeah. like a little yeah. bit like a storyline. Mm -hmm. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? Um, I would tell them that I really appreciate them. I, I think it's it's tough because I in real life and online, I'm terrible at responding to things. Like I <laughs> have 1,500 unread text messages on my phone right now. 1,500. Oh, wow. Like wow. I'm a hoarder <laughs> of email messages. I always tell my friends, if you want to get a hold of me, call me. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. <clears throat> but I think I would tell my followers, especially like I read all their messages. I try so hard to 
interact with them as much as I can, but I get very overwhelmed when I see a lot of, you know, messages on my screen and stuff. I'm like, Oh my God, I shut it off immediately. So I would tell them that I really do read every single message. I'm so grateful for everybody who watches and comments on my stuff or even asks me a question for advice. It's just such a nice feeling to know that there are people out there that really, you know, take interest in you. It's really, it's a fun thing. You know, back in 2015, we got to interview Kelsey Ballerini before she was Kelsey, so yeah. to speak. Oh, yeah, wow. And, and um, one of the questions I asked her was uh, where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guests that same question, because the answer that she gave us back then is to the T of what she's living in. Mm-hmm. I mean, she knew where she was going and nothing was going to stop her. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Um, I definitely love to be a regular on a TV show. That has always been a huge dream of mine. I absolutely love TV shows. I love being able to binge watch things. So I think for me, I, there's a lot of people who would love to be a movie star, but I think I'm a very big TV show fan. So I would love to be a regular and have, you know, a big fan base in that way. And it's more stable. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, I think in terms of music, I would love to see myself on a big stage especially for a festival. I think a big festival lineup stage thing like Coachella or um, EDC, something like that would be amazing. I would be so excited. Now, speaking of music, if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, wow. Um, Co-writes. I would say... Taylor Swift. I it's so it sounds so standard, but honestly, I think she is insanely talented. I mean, mm-hmm. when I listen to her music, I feel like she understands the different stages of how females deal with their emotions, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. and so deeply she understands it. So I actually think it's really attractive when I go on a date with a guy and they say they like Taylor Swift. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like they get me when they yeah. say that. Okay, understands like the levels of emotion that I've gone through in my life. So I think it would be really interesting to be in a songwriting session with her. So let's look further down the road, say 15 years down the road. And let's say you're a success on a grand scale, whatever that looks like for you, you've made it. Um, If the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self, what would you want to remind her? If the future me or I, the mean right now. If you you now could meet your future successful self, what would you remind her? Um, I would probably remind her that no matter what, I think that the things that are the most important, and I think this is something I try to remind myself all the time, is you know money is so great, everything's so great, but try to focus on experiences and the people that you know make your experience in life great. And try not to focus too hard on work, too hard on anything that, you know, is getting you from A to B and try to focus on, you know, in experiencing life, you know, like enjoying. if you die tomorrow, you don't want it to be like Mm -hmm. you haven't spoken to the people you love in weeks, you know, like you Mm -hmm. want that you've really experienced everybody and you're asking everybody about themselves and you're keeping up with them because that's the most important part of life is, you know, the people in it and the love you share and receive and everything like that speaking of life what would you like your legacy to be oh how are you? i think you know overall like i think um in terms of 
like the people who know and love me, I would hope it would be being like the most, like a rock for people. I love being a rock. I would love to person people go to when they feel like they don't have anyone to talk to. Um, so I think in, in that way, and like in my personal life, I think I would love people if they were all sitting at my funeral, I'd love them to say that I was their rock and someone they could come to. And, you know, even the most desperate of times. So as we close out here, what's next for you? Um, what's next for me is definitely a lot in music and acting. Um, I am actually working on a movie right now for HBO um, that will probably be coming out in maybe like December of 2022. So um, I'm working on that in production. So I'm very excited to start getting behind the camera. Um, and then in music, I am obviously working on my um, my personal project right now. So hopefully that will be coming out at like mid end of this year. And I'm hoping to maybe like get out there and start performing on stage. So what advice would you have for someone who wants to follow in your footsteps? Um, I would definitely say the most important thing is not caring what others' opinion of you is. And just, you know, posting stuff on social media is really scary. And, you know, a lot of people are speculating and whatever. But it honestly, at the very end of the day, people don't think about you as much as you think they do. And, <laughs> you know, I think it's so much more important to just put yourself first and know if you know yourself, it doesn't matter what other people think of you. Ah, so true. Yeah. That yeah. is awesome. Um, so tell everybody how they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Morgan Harville. Um, you can find me on IMDb for my acting stuff. Um, just look up my name on IMDb at Morgan Harville. Um, and you can find me on TikTok too, which is so funny because I never thought I would. <laughs> um, but same, same uh, username on all of those. Love that. Awesome. And we really enjoyed having you on the show today. This we look forward to me. And we look forward to having you back down the road. Yes. Yeah, totally. Let me know whenever. Thanks you guys for listening in too. And um thank you guys for having me. I've really enjoyed myself. Oh, um, thanks so much for your time today. You have a great day. See you guys Bye. later. Bye. Thanks. Bye.